Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. And tonight we have Greg W. Chafin and Jesse DeHayes, the GSA sponsors from Bloomington High School North. Welcome, guys. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thank welcome. you for having yeah, us. We're glad to be here. I'm especially you. excited because I went to Bloomington North. Yeah, I graduated just a couple years school. ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Great. Yeah, so, we were yeah. just talking about that last week. <laughs> we were. <laughs> so how are you doing, Ireland? I'm doing great. Just trying to catch up on schoolwork. Get back into the swing of things from spring break and did you have a good spring break it was wonderful i went on a great trip to colorado and had mm. a lot of fun it was a road trip right yep a road trip 16 did hours both ways wow. <laughs> uh no but we went hiking in the mountains so oh, no, beaches. No, no beaches, beaches. No. no beaches yeah. <laughs> i thought you said spring break so it's like beaches you know and melanie what's up with you oh we'll talk about that in a second okay <laughs> this week has well, been fun it's been <laughs> fun <laughs> all right yeah very news biggie and uh uh i kind of plot myself down in the middle of it so that's uh, great we'll get into that in a bit okay okay frankie what's going on with me um i don't know i'm just kind of riding the wave this week i had some crazy stuff the last couple of weeks mm. so now life is i don't ever want to say life is normal because then you curse yourself exactly <laughs> so i will not say that but no, I've just uh, been kind of doing the kids stuff and doing the family stuff and watching. I'm, I got yard work, lots of yard work. So I'm waiting for that's kind of my, my theme it's right that now. that time of year. How about you, Justin? I'm good. I'm glad to be here tonight seeing everybody. Yeah. Anything it's always exciting fun. going on? Um, well, yes, but I can't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be a state tune. It'll be never mind. Can you do an interpretive dance? <laughs> I can. I love so dancing on the radio. Can we just talk about Queer Eye for a second then? Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No. Oh my gosh. This season of Queer Eye? It's, it's so amazing. Awesome. It's great. I cried right? for hours. Yes. I can't it. watch it until my wife gets home and it's killing uh, me. Oh, I, oh, I can't oh. wait. What episode? Record it. So good. Did you watch the one about the the women that ran the yes. barbecue shop. Yeah, the Jones sisters. <gasps> they were amazing. I know. Oh my God. I loved them. Oh. I was bawling. I was yeah. going to say, am I going to cry every episode this yes. season? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Through the whole thing. Like, from the credits to the credits. It's mm-hmm. We'll get our really Kleenex out for sure. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's that good. It is that mm-hmm. good. Okay. Well, and I seriously, get the Jones sisters of our barbecue sauce. I hear it's amazing. Really? Okay. Uh, so some people here in town have purchased it. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. And I heard Karamo on NPR the other day, so now yeah. I can say I have something in common with Karamo. I've been on the radio. Oh, oh, wow. Awesome, yeah. yeah. 
check that off your list. You're practically the same. <laughs> yeah. Almost identical. Wow. Okay. Well, I have something to Netflix. Oh, my God. Yes. Because we always get ready. Don't get any sleep. No oh, sleep. Yeah. Wait. Well, I don't get sleep. Nice anyways. use of Netflix as a verb. Yeah. Sleep. What's that? Yeah. What's that? Netflix. Netflix. Things to Netflixing. That's a Netflix. So, Melanie, um, you got some stuff going on in the LGBTQ world that you want to talk about. Yes. Okay. So, um, on Monday, uh, from a, somebody posted on Bloomington What's Going On, which is a Facebook group, uh, and it caused a bit of a stir. Um, it praised the new owners of Western Skateland for posting a sign outside the bathrooms that said, everyone is welcome to use the restroom where they are most comfortable. We trust you to know how you identify. This is in response to a patron who was asking uh, what the bathroom policy was. And that is a beautiful thing, right? That's something we love to see. Uh, but, you know, it's the bathroom issue, and it blew up like a flush cherry bomb, of course. People brought up all of the questions that have been floated around since the fake controversy began ages ago. What if a grown man wakes up and decides he's a woman for the day? What if a pedophile throws on a wig and uses the transgender-affirming policy to gain access? And it appeared to me from the comments that people opposed to the move were coming from a, a place of fear and trauma, which is common. <clears throat> but we like to, you know, jump on people, and that's what happened. Um, and then it became a free-for-all on, on, that, uh, on that post. And uh, people who were opposed felt attacked, and, and so they're firing back. And then people who were supportive were, were on the offensive. And, uh, and nobody, everybody was entrenched. Nobody was getting anywhere. So, um, you know, I thought, you know, what can, what can we do? We have to we have to live in this community together. I would love to see Western Skateland be a place that everybody can come to. It always has been, um, and uh, so I was like, well, let's get together and talk about this. So um, I think those fears and concerns uh, really need to be heard and met with compassion. So I suggested we start uh, a forum. We get together uh, at some place within the next couple of weeks and talk about it. Uh, at first, I was thinking the Ellettsville branch of the library, and then I had uh, a friend offer up uh, uh, sp offer up space, and so we will probably be doing it next week. Um, so this is open to the public. This is open to the public, and especially the people that do have concerns about <clears throat> this policy, you know, or a lot of times the 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 points that are brought up. W are things that are echoed from uh, conservative media, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 just recently, it came out that the the anti bathroom uh, folk uh, had been pretty much duped by uh, certain groups who who were opposed to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a true thing. Mm -hmm. It's not borne out by any of the research uh, or any of the reports from municipalities across the nation that have had these rules or laws in place for maybe decades even. Um, people of trans people, uh, non-binary people have been using the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity right. uh, for years and without incident. Um, so it's just a kind of a, a drummed up fear. Now, is this, I know Western Skateland was on the market for a while. Are these new owners or are these the original owners? These are new owners. Okay. And uh, the way I understand it, it uh, 
it's attached to, and I don't know the owner's names. Okay. I should have researched that better. Um, but it was purchased by uh, someone who was affiliated with the uh, roller derby originally. Okay. And uh, they've got all kinds of uh, practices and, and right. uh, instructional uh, nights where you can come in and just you know, Do be you taught think? how to roller skate and, and how to speed skate and things like that. It's really, you know, they're really trying to reach out to people and get them get them in and get them excited about roller skating, you know, which I think is great. Yeah, no, I think and, uh, in some ways this might be some good publicity if I get that out of my mouth um, for them in a sense because, you know, I think all of us, you know, old Bloomingtonians um, know that, you know, Western Skate Land, what it was. Oh, yeah. And so it, to have some new uh, ownership and new um, opportunities there, um, get people talking and, you know, kind of going there again. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's awesome if it's a place where, you know, it's anybody can send any of their kids, you know, yeah. and, you know, or anyone wants to feel comfortable. Um, that's a, a good thing. Well, and that that's the... Um that's the point. Right. <clears throat> People were, were saying, I'm not bringing my grandkids right, there. Right. And, you know, I want them to understand right. that they they really, those fears that they have, right. we need to address them. Right. We need to, to make them uh, comfortable. No, I think that's it. And, um, and we need to really come together and be able to have a forum where we can speak together. Because online, everybody can say what they want. Yeah, yeah. It's just and it becomes a, a free-for-all. And then nobody gets hurt, right? Um, and and that's tragic because you don't move forward in that way, right? So uh, I will be talking about the meeting next week, okay? Uh, once we finalize the time, um, but it's for at the Center for Connection, mm-hmm. uh, which is down across from Hopscotch on the B line, okay? And uh, so we got the venue, right? Uh, we just need to. Know so and is it just going to be like a round table? It's it's going to be really structured. We're going to okay. have you know moderation. Okay. We're going to make sure that people aren't attacked. Right. You know, say your piece, and you will be respected and heard. Right. And uh, you know, people just jumping down your throat will not be right. tolerated. Well, hopefully, you know what we should do uh, a broadcast there. So yeah, when yeah that, that happens, really cool. I think we'll make sure that we're there. That's awesome. a great idea, yeah. Frankie. Yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I just say that? <laughs> um, Melanie, you got some other stuff too going on. Oh, so the state house is another thing. Let me get down there. Um, I uh, so we we reported last 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 month on the the way that uh, the BMV right. was granting the X thing. Uh, but unfolding right now is a move by Republicans to counter the BMV's decision to add a non-binary designation to the state's I- ID and driver's licenses. And we were all so excited. You know, we, it was celebration yeah. for yeah. about a week. Yeah. What um, happened? Well, uh, first was a failed uh, amendment to an unrelated bill that would have explicitly limited gender to mean male or female only. Uh, within two hours of announcement, that amendment was dropped like a hot potato after an intense backlash from citizens flooded representatives' phone lines. And also there was an NBC uh, a reporter who called in and, and was requesting more information about oh, it. And okay. so national exposure, we thought, you know, might have right. uh, also helped get that down. So uh, Republicans met in, uh, and snuck in a change to SB 182 that reads Section 8 of IC 924-9-2.6 is added to the Indiana Code as a new section to read as follows, effective upon passage. Section 2.6. 
an applicant requesting to change the gender appearing on the applicant's driver's license or permit shall provide to the Bureau a certified amendment, amended birth certificate showing the applicant's change in gender. And uh, if I can read from the Indy Star, because they covered it pretty well and, and had a, a decent analysis on it. Uh, just a week after the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles announced that they began issuing driver's licenses and identifi identification cards with a third gender option, state lawmakers voted to make it more challenging for transgender and non-binary Hoosiers uh, to change their ID cards. The House Transportation Committee voted to amend the unrelated Senate Bill 182 on Wednesday requiring Hoosiers to present a birth certificate that corresponds to their new gender if they want to take or change it on uh, state issued ID instead of just the currently accepted physician's note. <clears throat> the Indiana State Department of Health requires a court order to change gender on a birth certificate unless physician entered the wrong gender at birth in an administrative error. Other states usually charge fees to change one's birth certificate and some don't allow people to change their birth certificates at all. No one from the public was at the committee meeting to testify for or against the amendment because it wasn't publicized uh, in advance. The 10 to 3 committee vote came a day after freshman Republican Representative Matt Hostetler filed an amendment to the House floor specifying gender refers to male or female, which would have taken away the recently added binary option in state identification cards. The Republican caucus met behind closed doors for hours on Tuesday. Once lawmakers reconvened, Hostetler Hostetler didn't call the amendment for a vote uh, despite filing the proposal. A spokesperson for both Hostetler and Representative Holly Sullivan, who was the uh, author of the, the change in uh, 182, um, and the Evansville rep uh, Republican who proposed the amendment, uh, did not return emails seeking comment. The BMV began issuing driver's licenses and identification cards with non-binary option designated by an X. Uh, Katie Blair, director of the Advocacy and Re uh, Public Policy for the ACLU of Indiana, said the amendment bill would require transgender individuals to go through a burdensome and costly legal process in order to change their ID cards. And yes, I can, I, I can testify that is the case. Uh, she says further, this is a spiteful reaction to the BMV's new policy that offers a non-binary gender option for tri uh, driver's licenses and identification cards. Accurate identification is necessary in many areas of everyday life, and yet elected officials want to force gender non-binary people to carry identification that does not accurately identify them. This is not only humiliating, but can also invite discrimination and in some cases violence. Meanwhile, Micah Clark, president of the Socially Conservative American Family Association of Indiana, questioned the BMV's original decision to offer an X option, saying Hoosiers should designate their true biological chromosomal gender or the gender they were assigned at birth, showing that he actually doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Dyer Representative Chris Choyung of the Democrats and the Transporta Transportation Committee said he plans to work on an amendment allowing a form, a f a form from a physician. Oh, say that 10 times fast. The public wasn't really given a great opportunity to go in and talk about this, and it was really last minute, he said. Governor Eric Holcomb, who oversees the BMV, has not yet responded to the proposed legislative change. Um, I want to add that previously and for decades without issues, apart from the normal gatekeeping trans non-binary folks deal with, uh, changing the gender marker on one's driver's license was performed just from that physician's letter indicating the person was indeed undergoing treatment and that their gender marker should be changed to reflect their gender identity and presentation. So this is unnecessary, more burdensome, right. and uh, 
a waste of time when there's so much going on right now in our state, yeah, like yeah. education and salaries and things that will, you know, really affect people than, you know, just mean legislation right now. Of just it's ridiculous. And it's like, you know, what, what, what are, again, let's make Indiana look stupid. And there's, and you know, there's really no reason to even go, like, there's no reason to propose the amendment and go to all the effort to do this other than just, you know, malicious right. intent and discrimination, right. yeah. like obvious discrimination. It's, yeah. And I, I think it'd just be such a relief for, I'm thinking of, like, the non-binary students at our school who, yeah. like, their driver's license yes. is one of the first ID pieces that they'll be Absolutely. walking around in the world right. with. And, like, as a trans person, it takes a hell of a long time to go and change every little thing and like to have one thing that's visible that can like keep you safe when mm -hmm. you have that to present would be really important. Yeah, that, and that's usually the first thing that is changed because mm -hmm. it's, um, I won't say easy, but it's the most accessible, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And I, I was telling somebody online who was saying, you know, I changing your name uh, uh, after you get married is, is really difficult. My wife had to wait two weeks before she got her social security card cut back. And I was like, well, this isn't <laughs> as immediate as, you know, just calling up your doctor and saying, hey, can I get a letter? Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time it's, this is after months and, or years of undergoing treatment or of, of trying to get to the right, right. doctor who's, who's competent enough to right. do this or comfortable and, enough And they're it. trying to sell it as this is just something that anybody can walk up to, you know, and just throw whatever sex that you want on your license. Yeah. There's just no balance and rhyme or reason for anything and, and, and simplifying it down mm -hmm. to a point where, you know, people are, are thinking of it as ridiculous right. Right. where they're not understanding the big picture of, of everything that's going on and it's just it's just frustrating again when there's so much that they can be doing in a positive way for our state of Indiana mm -hmm. um, that will actually make you know a huge difference um, you know again education uh, salaries things like that uh -huh. where they're you know pushing something that you know I'm sure on the, on the corporate side and financial side of attracting other people to our state mm -hmm. You know, the, we're, we've done a bad job at it, and here was an opportunity for Indiana to shine a little bit, and the nation is having a little more positive, positivity. Oh, God, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> right, I can't talk any night. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's. I think for some of these politicians, this is an easy way to stoke their base, right, and to continue right. to get this conservative support right. at the expense of, of respecting all of all of the citizens. Right. You know, and it's ridiculous. There's no need for it. Yeah. Well, and I think that. You know, truly, that's where the understanding comes in, right? Yeah. Uh, if if the conservative base is actually educated on the issues, yes, that it, it's not going to be an issue because these are their family members. Mm. It's yes, not like yes. conservatives right. aren't that's right. related to right. transgender, non-binary folk. It's it's we're we're everywhere. That's right. And obviously, we're in the middle of of Indiana right now. All right. So, well, this will be interesting to kind of watch this and and see what unfolds uh, in the near future. So we'll be keeping our eyes up on 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 this one. Hey, Justin, what do you have to talk about? Well, um, back to Chick Fil A. Seems <laughs> <laughs> from LGBTQ Nation, uh, they have an article about uh, Chick how Chick Fil A gave over one point eight million to anti LGBTQ mm. groups. And that's according to recent Chick-fil-A tax reforms. 
So, newly released. Te- te- I'm sorry, I can't talk I either. Cut my disease. <laughs> I cut your disease. <laughs> so, newly released tax documents show that Chick fil A is still giving money to anti LGBTQ organizations mm-hmm. years after promising to stop. So seven years ago, Chick-fil-A's record of donating to anti-LGBTQ organizations came to light. The fast food chain had donated to the SPLC, that's, I believe, the Southern Poverty Law Center, mm-hmm. uh, designated hate group Family Research Council, and mm-hmm. the conversion therapy group Exodus International. Uh, Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy told a newspaper that the company was guilty as charged of making anti-LGBTQ donations and said that marriage equality proponents have the audacity, this is a quote, have the audacity to define what marriage is about and we're inviting God's judgment on our nation. Yeah. (laughs) So Chick-fil-A has spent years trying to downplay these donations, Mm -hmm. saying that they, quote, will treat every person equally regardless of sexual orientation. And that the company's company's charity arm is, quote, now taking a much closer look at the organizations it considers helping, and in that process will remain true to its stated philosophy of not supporting organizations with political agendas, unquote. (laughs) But that hasn't stopped them from donating to anti-LGBTQ organizations. And their 2017 tax returns of the Chick-fil-A Foundation were just made public, and Josh Israel at Think Progress found several anti-LGBTQ organizations listed as receiving money. Uh, they are the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, or the FCA, and they got $1,653,000, uh, and the Paul Anderson Youth Home got $6,000, and the Salvation Army got $150,000. The FCA, once again, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is an organization founded to spread Christianity through sports. And they have been accused of encouraging public school coaches to proselytize to athletes. And they have a sexual purity statement that leaders are supposed to follow. And that statement says that marriage is a covenant between one man and one woman, and that God intends sexual intimacy to to occur only between a man and a woman, and that each person's gender is determined by biological sex instead of oneself perception. The FCA's statement of faith also says that marriage is between one man and one woman as the foundation of the family and the basic structure of human society. That's their words, not mine. The Paul Anderson Youth Home in Atlanta is a Christian organization that says it works with young men who have substance abuse problems or who are otherwise troubled. The organization's website used to have an article that called homosexual homosexuality evil and said it was caused by the quote sexual physical and mental abuse of children oh yeah it's so ridiculous Mm. it's always hard to believe these things and then another article which appears to have been deleted said that homosexual behavior and lifestyle was lawlessness (laughs) 
Well, it is if you make laws against <laughs> it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. But another part of the website used to call marriage equality, <laughs> and I love this, a rage against Jesus Christ and his values. But that sentence appears to have been deleted. <laughs> a rage against him? <laughs> a rage. A no, rage. a rage against love. <laughs> I prefer Rage Against the Machine. Um, but now let's talk about the Salvation Army because they have a history of opposing civil rights legislation for LGBTQ people and has discriminated against transgender people on multiple occasions. And Chick-fil-A defended two of the organizations they donated to but said that they had already decided to stop giving to the Paul Anderson Youth Home after the articles were unearthed. The company told Think Progress that their donation to the FCA was specifically for summer sports camps, although presumably the people who work at those programs would have to follow the organization's statement of faith. Yeah. yeah and their donation to the Salvation Army, they said, was specifically f only for children's programs. Quote, since the Chick-fil-A Foundation was created in 2012, our giving has always focused on youth and education. We have never donated with a purpose of supporting a social political agenda, Chick-fil-A said. It does not appear that Chick-fil-A donated to any LGBTQ organizations. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And Stark contrast. <laughs> right. But really, I mean, what LGBTQ organizations help kids? I'm not sure of any. <laughs> Do you guys oh, know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that there have you be. Have you heard of any groups that are for kids? Specifically for LGBTQ kids? Specifically yes. for L maybe in high schools? Well, locally, like Indiana Youth Group, for instance, but also, yeah, well, yeah I, I get it, duh. <laughs> but I mean, isn't this such a, a, a quirky American reality that we're having a tug of war with fast food over yeah. just respecting people, right? right. And right. the money yeah. that's made. I mean, uh, when that first round came out that Chick-fil-A was very anti-LGBTQ, my mm -hmm. husband and I went to the kiss-in in the mall here yeah. at the Chick-fil-A, and there were three <laughs> oh, whole they? couples. Oh, <laughs> oh there were just There three? were only three, but we were kissing away, you oh, know? Oh, I didn't yeah. even they know were bringing us that. water and stuff and saying, yeah, the local uh, Chick-fil-A, we're, we're not against anybody. But see, it's sort of the shell game, right? How right, do you, right. how do you, how do you, um, well, where does the money go? How do you go after them? Yes, and it's and, and, and that's the thing, and it frustrates the heck out of me when you know my gay friends or you know oh. family members and support Chick Fil A, yes. and, and people are like, "Well, they've changed." Yes. And I was in the car with some of our beloved people. Uh -huh. Some of them might yes. be listening right now. Yeah. I love you guys, <laughs> but <laughs> what did you guys? Yes, yes. Well, and I was like, just no. week. Yes. Oh, and yeah. they were like, "But it's so good." And first, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen the video by the drag queens? The yes, the video. Oh, they I said, about that. "But That's that so chicken great. doesn't taste homophobic." There's a special comedian, Fortune Feimster. Um, uh, she has oh, a special yes. on I Netflix, and she talks about she. I mean, she makes yeah. a whole joke ab about it, but she talks about I'm fat first, gay second, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know it's uh, my family. We 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 don't you know ever you know go to Chick Fil A. You know even after right. the you know they said ah oh, it's not such a bad place and you know they're giving money to this place now or whatever. But uh, you know it's the principle. It's 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 the heart of what's going on. It's blatant in your face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it's like why would I donate 
my money to right. an organization, you know, right. I'm buying your food, but you're giving my money away yeah. to organizations Absolutely. that are going directly against my family. Mm-hmm. And when I have other gay friends out there that, you know, support it and just kind of looks the way, looks the other way and makes the joke about, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but when they come marching for you, yeah. right? you know, we got to think I mean, about something this. something we can do about, something about, yeah. we, we don't have to support them. And mm-hmm. I do... Uh, give kudos to IU because they had a Chick-fil-A at the Wells Library and they took it out mm-hmm. after yeah. kids complained. Right. And I, we see, and you know, and like, you know, they, and, and you know, I, I see them around and some, the, the youth sports and, you know, and, and it kind of infuriates me as a, you know, gay parent, you know, mm-hmm. to, to walk past those. And I'm like, you know, I, I just uh, people just can't sink their heads around it, yeah. you know, and it's just it's just frustrating. And this is you know it's it's out there. The the money's going to to causes that aren't. Oh yeah, it's positive. something people know about, you yeah. know. Right. And there's still there's still lines of cars yeah. around the one on Third Street. Right, for mm-hmm. sure. It's always yeah. busy, right? It's right, busy. So, okay. but I I'm judging when I pass an ICU. Right, <laughs> I'm slowing I shake down. My fist. I I just give you that daddy look over the glasses. <laughs> I do the and same I, thing, and I am judging you. So <laughs> you need to stop it. That's, yeah, I in my head, and I and sometimes I I mention I have cats in the cars, and I thought I took. Shock full of hate, and yeah, it's like yeah. it's mm-hmm. not. That's the new name for it. Right, that's shock full of hate. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So maybe, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll see things different. I doubt it, but um, you know, we're at the bottom of the hour, and so let's go ahead and take a music break and do a community update, and then we'll be back with more. listening to Sasami or maybe it's Sasami um, the self-titled album um, this just came out a couple days ago the song you're listening to is not the time we're gonna go ahead and look at the community calendar really quick before we throw it back to blooming out on Monday March 25th at 6 p.m. there is an open mic poetry reading um, this is at the Book Corner on 100 North Walnut Street in Bloomington. And then on Wednesday, March 27th, from 11 until 1 a.m., we have Envy's Open Stage, Bloomington's only gender-based performance open mic. 
and that is at the back door at 207 South College Avenue, around back in the alley. And we'll be right back with Blooming Out. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Uh, we would like to welcome our guests tonight, uh, Greg Ch- uh, Chafin and Jesse DeHaze, uh, the GSA sponsors from Bloomington High School North. Thanks for coming in, guys. We really appreciate Thanks for having, having us. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. So what's going on over at North with the GSA? It's, it, we're doing a lot of busy stuff. We're, yeah. uh, we've actually incorporated, you know, normally our GSA meets about once a month mm-hmm. um, at North. And we have around 50, sometimes even more uh, students attend regularly, um, doing lots of activities with the groups, everything from having guest speakers come in on trans issues to uh, college issues and LGBTQ uh, questions and uh, on and on. Um, but we've incorporated now, Jesse has incorporated a brilliant idea of having these community circles. So we're having now twice a month basically a meeting uh, to serve the LGBTQ students. So Jesse, you want to talk a little bit about community circles and what that that's that's about? Sure, yeah. So um, it's based on restorative justice practices um, that a lot of schools around the country have been getting trained on. And we had kind of been talking amongst ourselves about how um, we you know, get a wide variety of grades uh, coming to the GSA. And, you know, because it's the way high school students are, they don't always branch out from their, like, smaller friend groups. Um, So the community circle is a practice where we can bring up a topic that they want to talk about um, in a structured, like, safe environment to get to know each other a little better and to kind of support each other. Um, This week we talked about um, what coming out means to students um, and they had a chance if they felt comfortable to share a coming out story mm-hmm. from their own life and it was yeah, it was beautiful we were, we were very just authentic about very it. real yeah. the students were taking risks with each other mm-hmm. it was awesome yeah heartwarming oh, so good that yeah. is heartwarming. yeah we were talking about that earlier. yes just how these kids yeah. they do warm your heart so mm-hmm. it's amazing I just want to thank them for their tenacity and their belief in themselves and everything. I just think it's wonderful. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm like, you know, if some of these legislators trying to take the X off their driver's license right. were sitting in this room right now, like they would be like, never mind. Here's your X. Do what you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yes. They yeah. need to come visit the group and be astounded by yeah. this generation of kids. Yeah. It's yeah. probably not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes, really. So I, I know we've talked about this before on the show with Greg, but um, kind of the history of the GSA at mm-hmm. North. Um, yeah. Are you one of the older ones? Yes, I, w- I wonder where we land in the state, maybe in the nation a little bit. Um, about five years before I got to the school, and I've been at the school now 20 years, going on 20 years, wow. unbelievable. Um, they, uh, the group existed, but mm-hmm. it was a diversity club. Okay. Uh, and that was, so that would have been uh, 1995 probably it started. And it started because a young man was kind of pushed down a stairwell and injured by two other boys mm-hmm. um, who called him fag, I think, or something like that. Uh, in, in reality, the boy didn't identify as gay. Um, but um, but they, they thought the need 
was for a diversity group to discuss right. situations where all students were treated equally and so forth. And one of our teachers, wonderful teacher who's retired now, uh, ha- held it in his room. It was an after-school thing. And it garnered anywhere from two, three kids to maybe six kids. Uh, and they were committed. And over time, and so when I came in as an intern, I went and I heard about that group and I'd stay after school and visit the room and listen to the kids and things like that. And then when I was hired as counselor, um, the students asked me, can we come out as a group? <laughs> Would you be willing to sponsor our group? And at the time, I, I got another teacher who identifies as lesbian um, who um, I said, Would you co sponsor with me? And she was fairly new there too. And we we're like, Yes, let's do it together. <laughs> and I will never forget, we, we talked to the principal about it. And the principal said, I don't know if they should advertise because I think worried about like this coming out of the group and would it endanger the kids and so forth. And I said, I think the kids are ready to come out. That's what they want to do. We just have to support and protect them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I will never forget, as long as I live, that a union rep came to my office when he found out we were sponsoring this group, came into my office and had co- went into her classroom, the other sponsor, in front of kids, and but came into my office and said, Greg, I don't think you should be sponsoring this group. And I said, why is that? He said, well, first of all, they may think you're gay. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> but then said, you know, they could get you on this um, little clause, supposedly he said was in the contract, which was a morality clause. Yeah. And I had never heard of such a thing. And I said, I'm brand new at this school. And if they want to fire me, this is not where I belong anyway. Right. And he oh, said, he got oh, really oh. red in the face. And I swear to God, he said, if you want to be Joan of Arc. <laughs> and he <laughs> walked out of my room and slammed my door behind wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Yes, really? and this was a union rep, uh, and wow. so she faced the same thing in her classroom with him, saying, "By the way, you've seen her, been seen around town with another woman holding hands," and so like there was this intimidation wow. factor. Uh, um, no, no. And we stood up with the kids, and the kids did amazing things. The, at one point, we said the kids can advertise, and then it sort of became a push-pull thing because if the kids want to advertise their group like every other group, they had the right to do so, equality uh, right. clause. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, I said, "Let's let's be creative." And unbeknownst to me, like the following Monday, the kids had gotten together at one of their houses and did T-shirts advertising the group and walked around the school (laughs) in their T-shirts for like a week or so. And it was like powerful kids, right? And then like, so when it opened up, these kids had been waiting like a floodgate. We had like 130, 140 kids show up for that group. Wow. It was incredible. 140 kids? space. It was packed. Uh, Do you ever right. have you had a reunion ever with uh, this no, group? No, no, but that would be kind of cool because I've co- yeah. kept in contact with a lot of the yeah, leaders. Yeah, that would over be kind of cool, and it'd be kind of fun to just hit. That's a great with, idea, you know, Frankie. Well, I'm full of them. Remember, <laughs> you're, a you're a genius, right? Did you forget? You can't talk. I can't talk. But we're genius. <laughs> That's right. We could just express ourselves. There are multiple forms of genius. <laughs> That's right. Don't be like Daddy Frankie. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I vote on that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, and so, you know, fast forward, uh, what twenty years later? Yes, years later. Yes, and and uh, and fa- fast forwarding through those years, we had ups and downs all the way. Yeah, and there were all kinds. of Did you have any on. points? During, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, where you kind of hit a wall, or you felt like you were going to hit a wall, you weren't getting the support from the administration. All along the way. All and along the way. And this is Bloomington, Indiana, so you wouldn't think so. Right. But I think mm-hmm. I think the interests of administrators and even the school board is sometimes not that they don't want to see growth, right. and that they don't want to. They obviously want to support LGBTQ kids, but there is this balance between supporting marginalized kids and hitting controversial issues, right. which is diametrically opposed to what administration wants to do. Right. right. So you have to. It's a constant push to get them. To 
to move and to take risk and allow students to take risk and allow ad, uh, adults to take risk. And you know, recently the national news, not what has been two years ago now, right. with the Confederate flag right, issue, right. that was primarily So LGBT. tell us a little bit about that for some of the listeners. So that, we uh, had Pride Day, uh, and our students uh, often wore rainbow colors and things like that, right, to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of our very, uh, very out young men uh, decided he would be like super gay and, and took a flag <laughs> and wore it as a cape all day, which was cool with us, right? right. That looked really awesome. But that drew a lot of attention from mm-hmm. kids who uh, wanted to push back right. a little bit. So like the following day, uh, three or four or five uh, boys wore Confederate flags uh, to the school. And that sent a, like a power, like a huge like shockwave through our school, yeah. both in terms of, of LGBTQ issues I remember and seeing, race. I went to pick up my kids right. from school and I remember seeing those boys walking through the front of the school with yes. the flags on them at, after school, and I was just, what was it? yeah, I was just like, I, I didn't know where I was, and mm. it was, it was, know. it was a, just a stark moment of uh, shaking the school up, and yeah. uh, it was a reminder of where things are also just under the surface, mm-hmm. and it was uh, then a long, long process, but uh, of of um, trying to educate. Which right. is what we're talking right. about is kindness and understanding with that that there needed people need to be brought along mm-hmm. and to understand what that symbol meant and what it meant to other people and so forth, and the difference between that symbol and the rainbow flag, which is quite different, mm-hmm. and helping administrators understand the difference uh-huh. because even administrators suggested we all take down our safe zones safe zone stickers and things like that right. and so it was a really interesting time, but a group of really powerful, energetic brilliant students came together in my office. It became the hub, Mm -hmm. the news hub, and reported out to adults and news stations what was happening, went and met with the superintendent, Mm -hmm. and the uh, Confederate flag got banned from Mm -hmm. our premises. Right. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. But it was (laughs) Yeah, I know some of those kids, and they're great kids. Amazing. And I was so proud of them. Yeah. Yeah. And those are like those life skills that you kind of continue to carry on and that, you know. Yeah, it's it's such an important issue, I think, still to grapple with is this line of, you know, what it what does it mean to respect like different voices and different opinions in in a space? But like when and where do you need to draw the necessary line of like this is not okay because it's like infringing on other people's identities or infringing on other people's sense of security. Right. Um, And so so to see young people like have stepped up to to address that flag is And, and that's where we come back to the GSAs, why they're so important. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the schools that we had reported on for some time about the frustrations of these kids really wanting to, you know, have a GSA. They needed a voice for themselves and the safety issues that, you know, and that are, are so important to, to this community um, and not to be there. And, you know, and this isn't a perfect example of how it came together. There wasn't violence. I mean, there was conversation, a lot of hurt feelings, but they were talked through, rules were made, adults got together, and we all agreed this this isn't a good thing, and it was supported by the kids. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many other communities out there that don't have this type of thing where, you know, the reverse happens, where, you know, the underdog, those kids that need the support of the community and the schools are pushed away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just frustrating. So kudos to North. Well, and to connect something to that, in our next meeting we were just talking about where uh, Bloomington South is kind of reformulating right. the GSA and has a new sponsor. We just had them on. Uh, that's awesome. And um, I think, uh, what is it? 
uh, the other school that's coming to visit? Uh, Richland Bean Richland Blossom. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So they're coming to visit our group yeah. next to sort of learn from our group, but right. our group to learn from what they're doing yeah. and sort of sharing this, yeah. right? Yes. The strength together. Yeah. So even it's harder sometimes in these smaller right, communities, communities. Yeah. but there's strength to pull together. And here. I think that's yeah. this is kind of new in some ways that you guys haven't really communicated in this part with the different schools together. And I think Spencer's having a prom yes right and they invited, invited kids from every school yeah. right that's to, really cool to start that which yes. yes and so it just brings the community you know makes it bigger yes. which is so important and yeah. and the numbers and the power that's involved with that yeah. so I, I love seeing that happen finally Me that too. that people are really you know working together on that so you have um, about 50 kids that you guys see just I just say just, but monthly. Um, is there th- other things going on during the the month that um, they're doing other things well, to support the? One thing I, I wanted to add, just having um, taught at schools previously where a GSA was okay. just starting. Um, one thing that I think is so beautiful about like where you've gotten the club, Greg, is like just seeing um, the way that the GSA has blossomed to address issues that are right. you know relevant for the whole school. Like um, our student leaders have brought in um, like Middleway House Amazing. to talk about red flags and relationships yes. and like how to ha- how to have a healthy dating life. Um, they've also had a conversation about what privilege means and how to like you know acknowledge your own and just be mindful of where other people are at. And these are issues that right. are important to an entire school community. Right. Absolutely. And like yeah. GSAs have just been starting. You know they start with the issues of like how do we feel safe here, right. but getting to see that journey and where they end up. Like right. I think it's something that's important for a whole school all yeah. the time. So yeah. I'm really again. It's this, uh, the evolution of these kids and this leadership and mm-hmm. so forth. It's it's really a um, uh, to be honest with you. Like uh, okay, adults can help kids get the groundwork under them and feel safe and so forth. Mm-hmm. But then the momentum these these students build over time and they're uh, as we talked about these community circles. I sit in awe mm-hmm. <laughs> considering my generation. These kids have everything they need mm-hmm. to change the world. Right, right. If they just have some support and yes. people believe in them and love So wh- what are you hearing yes. from the students right now? I mean, what are the topics that are just, you know, that... Well, we did, um, uh, after our first community circle, um, I kind of had some students vote on like what, you know, just leave me a note, like what do you want to talk about? So that's why we ended up doing um, like what does coming out mean to you? Um, but I had students who also wanted to talk about dating and relationships, mm-hmm. so wanted to continue that conversation mm-hmm. from Middleway House. Um, and also some students ask, um, what are like early signs of suicide and how do you support a friend? Um, who might be going through something like that. So it really is just like the amount of like empathy and care they're showing their community is really beautiful. Absolutely. Um, And and we have a student who recently came to me uh, who really wants to uh, press a little bit more on educating faculty Mm -hmm. on trans issues Mm -hmm. and trans students in their daily lives and what they go through. And, uh, you know, while we have a generally safe school compared to others, the reality on the ground is something different. And like an out transgender student needs to come out every day, basically, in different ways. And that's, there's a large, there's a big emotional cost to that. There's a big school cost sometimes to that. Mm -hmm. So we have a student who really wants to spearhead something there. We're going to do National Day of Silence that we do every year. That's Mm -hmm. really a powerful Mm -hmm. event there. We do Hands Against Home Homophobia, where a student comes and draws their hand on a big poster and writes a supportive uh, comment uh, in that. Uh, so we do lots of extra things besides the group meeting to be supportive at the school of the whole community and so forth, and it's meaningful. It's awesome. Really cool. Hey, we're going to take a music break, um, and then we'll be right back with more. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back to Blooming Out. We are with Greg Chafin and Jesse DeShays. DeHays, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> see, I gave it to you. The first I know, it's the second time. I, I gave it to you. No, that's, a, I knew I was that's totally destroyed. a Blooming Out thing. No, this makes me yeah. happy. It's all right, Greg and I have aliases now. I think that makes us yes. cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will be, for now, I'll be known as Chafin, and, and you will be DeShays. DeShays. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> so we've been having a wonderful discussion about the GSA at North High School. And it sounds like you're doing some really great stuff. Um, uh, we were talking during the break about a uh, camping trip. 
Yeah, maybe. it's actually a uh, actually a ban- it's been a band trip, I think, um, and then other field trips uh-huh. in general. I think they've been basically music based uh, field trips, uh, going to for the weekend to do competitions and things like that. And so I kind of want to do a shout out because I think it's an important part of our growth. Uh, number one, uh, I did want to bring in. I didn't say this. I wanted to bring in the fact that I was really proud of our administration after the Confederate flag issue right. to bring in educators to the whole faculty and to students and so forth uh, uh, like uh, about LGBTQ issues and, and all of us went through this though so I really appreciate they did that and then in this situation like we've come a long way we have uh, openly uh, proud and strong trans students in our school we have like 12 to 14 yeah. out mm-hmm. trans yeah. students at our school and uh, whose parents are supportive and so forth by, by and large mm-hmm. and so these students are involved in lots of things as you can imagine as all students are and so like in band and other things and we went through a little bit of a, a difficult time last year um, with getting administrative support to make sure these students were uh, supported completely in their gender identity on this field trip because there's like a boys and girls bus they're like rooming situations together and so forth and I have to say the administration this year has been awe-inspiring in their resolute uh, commitment to these students to make sure that they are uh, uh, supported 100% in their identity on the bus that they prefer. They're talking to the students and when they can, as long as the students are out with their parents, about making sure what are your choices, what do you want to do, we will support that. And they have done that all along the way, including rooming uh, with the, in the gender-specific room and so forth. And I have to say, that's a step. Mm-hmm. Even for North, after all these years, that's a big step. And I just, my heart is really moved by the mm-hmm. fact that administration is really getting this mm-hmm. and they love these kids and they're going to make sure these kids are that's uh, so great because that's how it should be yeah, yeah. yes right? i that's qualify that as one giant leap actually that yes. you know there's the small steps but then there's the, and that's that's really huge for any group and for for administrators uh of a high school is uh no matter you know if it's yes. in bloomington or wherever yes really that's, that's so proud of a them huge i'm proud of what so. they're doing and yeah and it's such an affirming step as like a trans or gender nonconforming person to be designated by someone else as like part of that group. So to be to say like, here I am on the men's, you know, on the boys bus, like must just feel so huge. Huge. You know. On a I, personal level, right? Yeah. I, I sing with the Coryland men's chorus. Hi guys, if you're listening. <laughs> um, shout out. Who are, shout out. Who are fabulous. And like singing with them is the first time in my life I have belonged to a collection of men and just been included in that without question. Mm-hmm. And it's just like been life changing for me. So to like see my young people get that at such yeah. a young age, I'm like, yes, yes, beautiful, <laughs> absolutely, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we had a chance to give that a shout out because I, I want yeah. to always praise administrators when they're they're right. also taking these risks right. In, right. In, a, in the larger mm-hmm. community and right. in the state. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that. I yeah. Just, and they're yeah. doing it for the well being of the kids. The kids, yeah. kid centered. We can truly say kid centered, right? Yeah. right? Uh huh. Yeah. Instead of being afraid of it, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about other schools that, you know, are afraid to have a G- GSA because yeah. of the churches. It's just or, it's a fallback. I mean, it can, mm-hmm. you know, it's on the outskirts of people and sometimes people that don't have kids within the school, mm-hmm. you know, pushing back at something and, you know, they've... Well, and you use that word. We use this all throughout for all these things, that, that fear motivator, right? right. How it mm-hmm. keeps things from progressing. Mm-hmm. And then you remove the fear, you have a little bit of courage and you move forward and people go, oh... <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh no big deal. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. that's that's how progress is made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They realize it's not something to be afraid of, exactly. and then it becomes natural. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Ireland, we haven't heard much from you over here. And you're the, the, the young one here. In yeah, Alpine. I'm kind of just sitting over here wishing I had uh, joined G- the GSA when I was at oh. North. <laughs> you know, Who would have loved you just, there? <laughs> I, my thing was I my whole coming out journey didn't start until after I graduated. I didn't even realize, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. but I would have really... I mean, I, I really could have used, a, you know, being part of a GSA. Or but something. at the time you said you didn't even know that right. they existed, even though it's a big, you know, it's kind of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had read, I remember seeing like an article in the school newspaper about the GSA doing a field trip or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. There's a GSA. And I saw someone, <laughs> one of my friends that was like in the picture. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's in it. <laughs> but I never even thought to like mm-hmm. yeah. go and seek it out or join it. Because, you know, I think there's that also that fear of closeted you know, sure. people mm. that, oh, yeah. if I join this club, people are going to think I'm gay, oh, which well, is yeah. something I was very afraid yeah. of. Right. Absolutely. Unbeknownst to me that that yeah. was true. But And we yeah. recognize, too, I think that uh, while our GSA serves certain members who right, feel comfortable right. coming to the group, mm-hmm. uh, we realize that, you know, uh, the students who come there, they represent a small portion of students who will come out later. Or mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm sure you have stories yeah. that we're kind of running short on time yeah. where you have students that will come to your office privately yes. mm-hmm. that aren't prepared to be come out at this sure. time mm-hmm. and but need to just yeah. talk but know that you guys are mm-hmm. the safe people and mm-hmm. they can have these conversations mm-hmm. and yeah. they don't necessarily need to join the group to be part right. of the group right. I guess mm-hmm. absolutely the great thing about a GSA is it's a gay straight alliance so you don't have to be gay right. Right. to right. be a part of it and it mm-hmm. sounds like what you're doing is good for everybody you just need to be nice it's right, right. <laughs> that's it that's the motto yeah. <laughs> if you can be nice you can be part you can be part of the GSA um, yeah so uh, what anything coming up we got a couple just a couple minutes left anything coming up within the GSA field trip to IU which we do every year uh, and what's that Doug about? Botter graciously we love oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he gets us over to the Talks office great. and they do a history of the office they talk about what it means to be an LGBTQ student at the college level right. we do lunch on Kirkwood okay. we have a group come in and talk uh, usually representatives is that a, during a school time during a school day oh, wow. we take off I'm a Friday going. full I'm Friday going. it's fun right. yeah. so is it just for the kids that are in the GSA or is it, are you opening up to everybody uh, pretty pretty much I mean so we announced in the group and kids sign yeah. up through the group. Right. Well, yeah. what an awesome experience yeah. for it's them to have, have that. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, and and then anything else? And Jess, you're you're brand new at this, right? Yes. Right. So I kind of uh, basically either Greg or the leaders will be like, oh, yeah, this thing coming up. And I'm like, great, I'll put it on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I show up with enthusiasm. Um, Lots of enthusiasm. It's awesome. But I feel like we've already kind of been like, ooh, what about this for next year? What about this? So just kind of like looking ahead and All getting right. excited about mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited that you guys were uh, part of the show. Thank you. And so glad to be here. Wrap up all come back. Awesome. Yes. Yes. We will. We will. Yeah. Just invite us. Yeah, Greg yes. can talk on lots and lots of topics. Uh-huh. So <laughs> <laughs> we lots. Can, we can awesome. lots of hats on him. My spouse thinks awesome. so, too. <laughs> 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 Enough. Well, um, thank you again for, for coming in, guys. We yeah. totally uh, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for having so much fun. And thank you to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Preslaff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Our volunteer staff member is Ireland Meacham. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Frankie Preslaff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. (laughs) Good night from your Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. 
Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to Blooming Out at WFHB.org. That is Blooming O-U-T at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening. Well, how could I mind it? And what about being queer? Well, really-